Okay, let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I hope that I covered everything that I needed to cover. And again, for those of you watching online, thank you so much for joining us here today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse number 1. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we open up the Bible now to read from your holy word, we pray that you would bless and anoint this word here this morning, Lord God. We pray, Father, that you will help me as your servant to be able to communicate it effectively, Lord. Organize my thoughts and my words. Let them be from you, Lord, to encourage the church body here this morning. Father, we just pray that your will will be done in this place here today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. Very good. First Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 1, the Bible says this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, we've begun a study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And last week, we discussed the ministry of John the Baptist and how he was anointed by God to prepare the way for the ministry of Jesus Christ. And we pointed out that as powerful and anointed as John the Baptist preaching was, where the people were actually drawn to him and were being baptized by him, we recognize the fact that there wasn't a single miracle, there wasn't a single supernatural act that occurred during the ministry of John the Baptist. And yet, because of the just from the preaching of the word. How many of you know that this is all we need mixed with the Holy Spirit to get people saved? Can you say amen, church? And so just through the preaching of the word and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, people were coming, people were repenting, and they were surrendering their lives to God. And we also talked about Jesus Christ and how he backed up his teaching and preaching with powerful, supernatural, and miraculous works. We read from Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, where the Bible says this, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And we, we mentioned that Jesus Christ definitely demonstrated that he was the Messiah, not only because of the anointed teaching and preaching that and his proclamations about who he was as a Messiah, but he backed it up through miracles. John chapter 10, verse 37 and 38 in the New Living Translation, it says this. this is, these are the words of Jesus, and he says, Don't believe me 
unless I carry out my father's work. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done. Even if you don't believe me, then you will know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. And we also learn that God is actually encouraging us to desire these spiritual gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 says this, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So today we want to look at this text found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 11. Okay? And uh, I would like to focus on two words that I always reference when we do a, or when I do a study on the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this section of scripture. I always put my attention on two words. The first word is the word ignorant found in the first verse. And the second word is the word manifestation, which is found in the seventh verse. Now, I like the way this section of scripture begins in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because the Holy Spirit speaking through the, through the apostle Paul tells us that he does not want us to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. How many of you would agree that ignorance is not a good thing? Can you say amen, church? God wants us to understand, and he wants us to be wise, and he wants us to grow, and he wants us to mature, and he wants us to learn and understand the things of God. We should be encouraged because not only does God want us to be, not only does God want us to desire these spiritual gifts, but he is also telling us that he does not want us to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. That's why we're taking time now to teach and minister on these gifts. But we're learning that when it comes to understanding or learning about the spiritual gifts, it is challenging because we are striving to understand the things of God that are mysterious that are supernatural, that are miraculous, things that cannot be understood with the natural carnal mind, things that go beyond the laws of nature because God is God and he can do whatever he wants, whenever he, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants. Can you say amen, church? So we're speaking about another dimension of reality that many of us are not really comfortable with. That's why a lot of churches, unfortunately, a lot of people, they stay away from the ministry of the Holy Spirit because we're dealing with a dimension that is unseen and that is very powerful and that is of God. Okay. But yet God says, I want you to desire these gifts. And God says, I don't want you to be ignorant about these gifts. He wants us to understand and to learn these things and to grow in spiritual gifts. So, uh, and we, but we know that we're dealing with supernatural, miraculous, uh, uh, mysterious things. Daniel chapter two, verses 20 through 22 says this, Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Verse 22. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. But as it is written... I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those 
who love him. How many of you are not ashamed to say that you love the Lord here this morning? Can you say amen? Well, I want you to know that God has some exciting things prepared just for you. And then it says this in verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. There is that word again, the deep things, the secret things of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, it says this. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God is giving us these gifts. He desires to pour out these gifts. He wants us to, to, he wants us to desire these gifts and he wants us not to be ignorant of these gifts. So the important thing here is that our God does not want us to be ignorant uh, about these gifts or about the Holy Spirit or about the thing, deep, mysterious things of the Lord. Now, the other important word in this section of scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse Seven, and that word is the word manifestation. Let me read First Corinthians twelve seven. It says this: "But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all." Those of you that have heard me speak or teach on the Holy Spirit in the past know that this word manifestation is a very important word. The Bible is telling us that there are times that God in and through the Holy Spirit will supernaturally reveal some of those things that are part of the mysterious world of the Spirit, part of that deep and secret world of the Spirit. And again, these things that God wants to reveal to us are very powerful, and they are called manifestations. What is the definition of a manifestation? It is this, the act of showing The act of showing. How many of you love it when God shows himself strong on your behalf? Amen. When he comes through. The act or the act of showing, making clear or proving, plain to see or understand. I like that. Plain to see or understand so that there is no doubt that it was God that did this thing. Plain to see or understand. To show plainly. Or to reveal. These are all part of the definition of manifestation. So the Bible is telling us that there are times when God will manifest the mysterious works of the Spirit in and through us. God will make clear the mysterious works. God will make plain the mysterious works. God will reveal and allow us to understand what is going on in and through the invisible world of the spirit. And these are called manifestations. But before we speak or address the manifestations as they're listed in first Corinthians chapter 12, verses eight through 11, many people, many people have, uh, have come to me and they've said to me, you know, Pastor Jerry, you know, Pastor Jerry, uh, I've never seen a miracle. God, I, I mean, I hear these testimonies and I think that's great and I'm happy for these people and I think that's wonderful, but I personally have never seen one of these manifestations or one of these miracles or experienced the supernatural works of the Lord. And what I respond to them and what I want to say to you is this. I totally disagree with you 100%. And I'm going to give you proof as to why I disagree with you. Okay? There's a scripture in the Bible. It's found in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 18 through 21. Let me read this to you, okay? 
Let me prove to you why you're wrong. In the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says this. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. What does this mean? This means this. Every day when the earth rotates and we see the sunrise and the sunset, this is a manifestation of the power of God. Did you hear what I just said? Every day that you wake up and it's a normal day, that is a miracle. God has given you a new day of life. Just think about the air that we breathe, that God always filters the air, no matter how much we pollute it, and no matter how much damage we do to this earth, God always filters it so that it's the right chemical balance and it keeps us alive. If we just think about that fact alone, every day when a farmer plants a dry, dead seed into the dirt or the ground and supernaturally and miraculously with the addition of water, and by the way, water itself is a miracle, that dry and dead seed begins to grow and give life-giving fruits and vegetables and trees and plants and every kind of vegetation. This, too, is a manifestation of the power of God. You can plant that seed. You can water that seed, but it's God who makes it grow can you say amen when we see the clouds forming and gathering and then it begins to rain this is a manifestation of the reality of god then when we see the intricacies of the microscopic world this is a manifestation of the power of god then when we see into the expanse of the universe the sun, the moon, and the stars, the reality that even our greatest and most educated scientists and engineers cannot even measure the expanse of the universe. As far as they're concerned, it just goes on and on and on, and they can't even measure it. This is a manifestation of the reality, the power, the creativity, and the unlimited dimensions of the greatness of our God. When we sang that song a little while ago, how great is our God, I'm declaring to you again, how great is our God? He is great. Our minds cannot even understand how great he is. In other words, you can choose to study any aspect of nature and creation and the cycle of birth and life and death, and you will see all around us the manifestation of the reality and the power of God through his creation. That's why I'm saying to you that declare you have never seen a miracle, experienced a miracle, or experienced a supernatural manifestation of God. You are deceived, my friend. Every time you wake up in the morning, it is a miracle, and it's given to you by God. Our life is a gift. Every day that you're on this earth is a gift. Every day that God keeps you alive, it's a gift. 
Uh, last night, it just so happened that uh, I was watching this movie called Interstellar. David Tapia and I think Nini was stayed late at our house, and uh, Angel was there, and we were watching this movie. And I would encourage you to, the only thing that I didn't like about that movie was the end. It was kind of weird, kind of a weird ending, okay? But everything that it showed about how dead all the planets are, and the only life is found here on planet Earth, just for you and just for me, created by our God. So the manifestation of God is all around us every day, church, every single day. And God tells us that on judgment day, people will be without excuse. They will be without excuse because uh, in reference to the reality of God, and sadly, we and everyone else takes this for granted every day, and we consider that everyday miracles of God, that they are not supernatural, but as something that is normal or common or deserved or as our right. Listen, God can say that's it. And we can be pulverized back from dust. We came and to dust. We can return. Can you say amen church? Don't take life for granted. Don't take what God does for you on a daily basis for granted. We should be thankful for every clean glass of water that we drink, church. I know that we have DWP that filters it, but DWP would have no water to filter if it wasn't for God providing the water in the first place. They would all be out of a job. Can you say amen? Listen to what it says here. The Holy Spirit is encouraging us to take time every day to praise God for his everyday manifestations and marvelous works. In Psalm 147 verse 7, it says this. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. Psalm 148 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord for at his command they were created and he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures and all ocean depths lightning and hail snow and clouds stormy winds that do his bidding you mountains and all hills fruit trees and all cedars wild animals and all cattle small creatures and flying birds kings of the earth and all nations you princes and all rulers on earth you young men and women old men and children let them praise the name of the lord for his name alone is exalted his splendor is above the earth and the heavens and he has raised up for his people a horn the praise of all his faithful servants of israel the people close to his heart praise the lord that's why when we come into the church every service the first thing that we do is we come to the altar and we give praise to our god because he deserves it can you say amen church however god also at times will show us what we would consider supernatural manifestations and this is what we're dealing with right now in first corinthians chapter 12 it lists these manifestations that are supernatural starting at verse 7 it says this but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit 
to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he, God, the Holy Spirit, wills. So verse 7 tells us that God manifests these mysterious, um, these mysterious mysteries to us through the Holy Spirit. And starting in verse 8, God begins to define for us the means through which he chooses to manifest or to reveal the deep and secret things of God. Verse 8 begins with the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. Verse 9 continues with faith and gifts of healings. Verse 10 continues with the working of miracles, different kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of uh, tongues. But it's also important that we remind ourselves that the enemy of our souls who also operates in the realm of the spirit, he also manifests or gives manifestations. Every time there is a drive-by shooting and someone gets killed or hurt, this is a manifestation of evil. Something that was evil motivated those individuals or that individual to do what they did. Every time someone overdoses, this is a manifestation of evil. Every time someone looks into a porn site, this is a manifestation of evil. Every time there's domestic violence or molestation or corruption in business or government, laws that promote sexual and ungodly behavior and activity, every time we call evil good and good evil because our minds are depraved and confused, this is a manifestation of evil, and we see it all over our culture today. The enemy is manifesting all the time, and just as there are supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit, You also have supernatural manifestations of evil with demon possession and demon activity. Now, we see examples of evil manifestations on the news every single day. That's why so many of you tell me, I don't even want to watch the news anymore because it's so negative. It's so depressing because we see the influence of evil in our culture and in our cities. The shootings, the massacres at our schools, the the massacres in our our theaters, the shootings at our military bases and our malls and other public places. These people that do these mass shootings, these individuals, they're demon-possessed. They're all messed up. They need help from God. We see examples of both throughout the scriptures, both the good manifestations or the manifestation of God and those that are of evil or the enemy. First, let's look at a positive one. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 says this. When he, Jesus, had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This was a manifestation of the power of God. The the healing of a person with leprosy is a big deal. And that day, leprosy was incurable. This does not happen every day like the sunrise or the sunset. The healing of a person with leprosy is not like your common everyday occurrence, like a mother giving birth to her child. The healing of a leper is a manifestation of the supernatural and miraculous power of God. And then you have the manifestation of evil. Or the example of that in Matthew chapter 9, verse 32 and 33, it says this. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a man, mute and demon-possessed. And when the demon was cast out, 
the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled saying it was never seen like this in Israel. The demon possessed man was a manifestation of the reality of the power of hell over human beings. Thankfully, the manifestation of the power of God was greater than that of the enemy. That's why we need to memorize scriptures like 1 John chapter 4 verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Church, do you believe the word of God here this morning that what Jesus tells us in the book of First John chapter 3, verse 8, it says this, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. These and many other scriptures give us confidence and authority as children of God to come against the powers of hell anytime evil desires to manifest. When evil manifests, you have the authority, you have the right in the name of Jesus Christ by the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit to come against that and to put it down. That is your right as a believer in God. Getting back to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, a couple of weeks ago we gave you the example of our sister Darlene who had surgery in her intestine. And sadly, the doctors accidentally uh, left some debris in her intestine that should have been cleaned out. And so they needed to accurately locate this debris. And she shared her testimony. She's right here in the second row if anyone wants to talk to her personally. She's got a lot of testimonies, by the way, a lot of things that God has done for her. Anyways, they needed to accurately locate the debris in order to properly treat her and remove it. Otherwise, if it was left untreated, it would become toxic and she would die. So her life was in danger. And she shared with us, with all of us, that the doctors were wanting to do the, to, to the ultrasound on her left side, but God chose to supernaturally let her know that the problem was not on the left side, but it was on her right side. How did God reveal this to Darlene? God provided a sweet-smelling scent that she described as frankincense and myrrh. And it was coming from the right side. And what is interesting is that she shared that no one in the examination room or in the uh, ultrasound room or in the hospital, no one was able to smell it except for her. And it was a very strong and powerful scent on her right side. And through that, God helped her to know that the problem that she was having physically in her body was not on her left side, but it was on her right side. This is something that God revealed to her that the doctors didn't know, the nurses didn't know, the 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 person that was doing the ultrasound didn't. No one could know this. Only God knew this and he let Darlene know this. She's not a doctor. She's not a nurse. She's not a medical technician. She had no super, some kind of uh, 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 x-ray vision to see where the debris was. No, God revealed it to her supernaturally. It was on her right side and not her left side. And if you recall, even though they thought she was crazy, 
She kept insisting that they do the ultrasound on her right side and not her left. They finally appeased her and discovered that she was right. The problem was on her right side, not on her left. This was God manifesting the gift of the word of knowledge, a gift of the word. God gave her supernatural knowledge, more than the doctors had, more than the ultrasound technicians had. God gave her supernatural, miraculous knowledge to know exactly where that debris was and she was able to communicate that to the doctors listen these things are unexplainable this is why i can teach it i can tell you what the bible says but these are things that you have to actually experience and understand through human experience all you young people out there that have never seen anything like this or heard of anything like this, don't limp. All you teenagers out there, uh, we have a whole generation that is losing out on the power of God, on the anointing of God, on the gifts of God, and what is available by God to us, and they're missing out on it because they don't understand or they're not being taught. That's why we're taking time, because we want to educate a new generation and teach them and encourage them and motivate them to seek out these gifts, church, because how many of you know we need them? Can you say amen? Last Sunday, I invited Giovanni and his family to share his testimony of what God did for him. For those of you that were here, you heard Giovanni share that he became very ill and he became very desperate and was very close to death. I think we, those of you that heard the testimony, I think we would all agree he was dying. He was very close to death. He saw his doctor. He went to the emergency room. He went to the hospital and they took multiple tests. They did everything that they knew to do and they found absolutely nothing wrong with him. Sadly, the doctors were not able to find out what was wrong with him, yet he was slowly dying. He felt death. His family saw him literally dying in front of them. He and his family were in tears and without hope. Then they got a phone call from a sister in our Spanish congregation, and she asked if she could, if they could pray for Giovanni. And thank Fully, the whole family, they humbled themselves. They said yes. They had never been to a Christian church. They knew nothing about the Bible or Christian. They, they believed in God, but they were not educated in the things of God. They were very naive about the power of God. And they humbled themselves. They were in a very desperate situation. The whole family said, yes, come and pray. They humbled themselves and allowed Edis from the Spanish church to come and pray for Giovanni. And when she prayed... And when she prayed, now remember, this guy had been to multiple doctors, had all kinds of tests. They found absolutely nothing wrong with him, yet he was dying. And when she prayed, Giovanni shared that he felt the power of God on his life, on his body. He felt the power of God. He couldn't understand it. He couldn't explain it. All he knows he, nobody ever talked to him about it. All he knows is that he felt the power of God come upon him. And God chose to supernaturally heal his body. Now, again, I'm not putting down the doctors or the hospitals or the nurses or the technology that we have available. Thank God for all of that. I thank God for all of that medical stuff that we have available to us, okay? We live in the best country in the world in terms of providing medical care to those that need it, okay? But 
In this case, this young man, he's less than 30 years old. I think he was 26. I can't remember the exact age. But who remembers? 24? 24 years of age. Young guy. Okay? In good shape. He was on death row. And God healed him supernaturally. You see, you got to know that this is real stuff. This is not just textbook stuff that I'm reading to you. This is not just a learning. This is not something that, okay, I learned a nice thing in church today, and now I can go about my... No, this is reality, my friend. There is a real God. He is a supernatural God. He is a powerful God, and he can do anything that he wants, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants. And he wants us to know him. This was gifts of healing, the gift of gifts of healing. Now, let me share with you a third example of the manifestation of God through the gift of prophecy. I want to sh- now, this couple was supposed to be here today. They had planned on being here today. And unfortunately, uh, something came up where they were not able to attend the service here today because they were going to give you this testimony personally. But they were kind enough to make a video and send it to me. So I'm going to show you this video of this couple that experienced a really powerful, beautiful miracle from the Lord. Let's watch this and see what God did with this couple and their family. Amen. Good morning, church. My name is Radio Valencia. This is Sanya Valencia, my wife. And we want to thank the pastors, Pastor Jerry, Pastor Julie, for keeping up. Any video? There they are. Good morning, church. My name is Radio Valencia. This is Sanya Valencia, my wife. And we want to thank the pastors, Pastor Jerry, Pastor Julie, for giving us this opportunity to share with you guys one of our many testimonies that we have. Uh, but before we do that, I want to read with you guys a scripture that says on Acts 1.8. that says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. And scripture right here is telling us that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. When we get the power, that's when we're able to uh, go through stuff in life, when we're able to go through um, tribulations. So let us have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Let's ask God for the Holy Spirit to come on us so we can be able to fight the good fight. And we want, I want my wife to share a testimony with you guys. Yeah, so about 17 years ago, um, I was working for an immigration law firm. And I was a supervisor there. So normally, I did not sit with clients. Um, I really didn't sit with clients at all. Um, But that day, my boss said, um, there's a new client, and I want you to specifically take care of them and do the paperwork and attend to them. And I said, okay. So the clients came into my office, and they sat down. And I started the paperwork, the process, and I'm typing in my computer. And I remember um, the lady, she was, and this is somebody that I've never met before. She doesn't know me. I didn't know her. Um, I didn't know her story. She didn't know mine, nothing. We didn't know each other. And so I remember as I was typing, um, she was staring at me. And I just felt uneasy, uncomfortable. And so what I started doing is I started covering myself with the blood of Jesus because I'm like, okay, what's going on, you know, just for protection. And then she said, and then she said to me, you know, um, 
do you believe in Jesus? And I said, yes, I do. And she said, um, well, Jesus wants me to tell you something. And I said, okay. And she said, you know that house that you've been praying for and that you stopped praying about, that you stopped believing that you would get the house? And I'm like, yes. He wants you to know that you are gonna get the house, that house that you want and to keep trusting and to keep believing. And at that moment, I, I started crying because again, like I said, this is somebody that doesn't know me. I've never met her, she's never met me. She doesn't know what I'm praying about. Um, so it was very powerful. And I began to feel the presence of God as she was speaking and she also said to me, she goes, and you've been praying for your dad and he wants you to know that your dad's gonna be okay that he is in control he's gonna your dad's gonna be okay he's gonna take care of him and you know and i'm i'm bawling i'm crying and, and i'm feeling the presence of the holy spirit through me and and she get, began to pray for me and and she said you know you're gonna get the house everything's gonna be okay with your dad and then she said and when you get the house, you're gonna be pregnant. You're gonna conceive. You're gonna have a son. And I remember kind of chuckling, like laughing, because I it wasn't in my plans. I I was like, she she's has to be wrong about that part, you know, because I haven't asked for it, you know, um, to conceive. Um, especially not right now because I couldn't afford it. We're trying to buy this house. We already had two girls, another son, you know, it's, it's another expense. Um, and although in my heart, I've always wanted a boy, I wasn't praying for it specifically. So when she said that, I, 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 I chuckled, I laughed and I said, okay. And, you know, I thanked her and, you know, and um, after she prayed for me. Yeah, and um, her pregnancy wasn't easy. Um, we went through some hard times. Um, yeah, and it's something that's where we have the power of the Holy Spirit to give us the strength. You know, when she was in labor, the doctor told, um, a bunch of doctors just came into the room, took her to the emergency, and they said, we couldn't find my son's heartbeat, you know, and so they took her in. They took her into emergency at this point, you know. As a human being, um, you stress out, you get worried, and then, um, you know, but then that's where we have to trust that the Holy Spirit's there protecting us, helping us, guiding us, giving us the, the, the wisdom, giving us the strength, you know. And it wasn't easy. But I thank God that... Um, you know that we knew Christ. I thank God that we knew the Holy Spirit, and we have Him. When we had Him on our side, so I conceived. I had a son. He's 17 years old now, and he's such a blessing. He's such a blessing to our home. And I feel like even when God gives you a promise, even when God speaks to you, the enemy wants to try to intervene and and come against that because he wants you to 
to distrust God and 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 to give up hope. And so I just want to share with you that, you know, the Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is not scary. The Holy Spirit is wonderful. And it's it's the Holy Spirit is someone that we need to have on our daily life, daily. One of the things that I do every time when I wake up, I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. I say good morning Holy Spirit because I want the Holy Spirit to know that I acknowledge um, him and that I need him daily. I need him throughout the day. And um, one, one of the times I, one day I heard a story about a boy that he put deodorant all over his body because he said this way, if I put deodorant all over my body, I won't need deodorant ever again. And we all know that that doesn't work. You need to put deodorant on all the time. Sometimes some of us twice a day, but we need to put deodorant all the time. And just like that, it, it won't work with the Holy Spirit just to have the Holy Spirit sometimes. We need to, the Holy Spirit in our lives daily, constantly. And you know, the other thing is that the Holy Spirit is, is, inspires a deeper understanding of God's love a purpose and the will for your life you know and i just want to you know encourage you guys that the holy spirit can also help you to change your generation um if if you if you're saying you know if you're one of the persons that um that you're not a parent or you don't have a parent who's christian um well guess what you're it you're the person that's going to change your generation through the help of the Holy Spirit. And so I encourage you to daily ask the Holy Spirit to be part of your life in everything you do in every area. And I guarantee that there's going to be change um, in every area of your way because there's power in that. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Well, like I said, they're they're here locally, so if you want to speak to them, I could help you get in contact with them. Now, if they were here right now, the first question that I would ask Uranio is, I would I would I was going to ask him, well, Uranio, I know that your wife wasn't necessarily praying for a boy, but maybe you were secretly praying for a boy, and she didn't know it, and the Holy Spirit honored your prayer. I was just going to tease them with that little question there, but isn't that amazing, Church? Listen, listen, she. She's in her office working with a client. She knows nothing about her. The client knows nothing about, they know nothing about each other, never seen each other, never met each other. God speaks to this client, gives her this word. And can we show the picture of the house? And this is a picture I just wanted to show you. This is their house that they prayed for and got. And that's their son. He just graduated from high school. His name is Sam. They named him Samuel after Samuel in the Bible. And I just wanted to show you that, you know what? Uh, God fulfilled that word of prophecy that he gave to that woman to give to uh, this couple. 
He fulfilled it the very next year. They got the house. She got pregnant. It was a rough pregnancy, but they held on to the promise of God. And, the, and Samuel was born. And now he's a, he graduated this year, 2021, from high school. So they're celebrating that. So I want to encourage all of you, listen, especially those of you who are part of this new generation that maybe has not heard of these gifts or is not experienced or understanding of the power of God, the anointing of God. We are responsible to raise you up and to teach you the ways of the Lord, the mysterious ways of God, so that you too can uh, enter into this realm of the Spirit and seek it out, because God wants to use you to do great and wonderful things. One last thing that I want to say, okay? I was just thinking this. I don't know if it's the enemy or if it's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I get a little confused over some of the stuff that goes through my head, okay? But I want to make it very, very clear. This is not some kind of a prosperity message that I want to give you, okay? It's just so, I was thinking right now, I said, well, you know what, they, they were praying for a house, and then the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said they're going to get the house. Listen, um, God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants, okay? But I don't want to get into this prosperity thing where, oh, I'm going to pray for this house, and I'm going to believe for this house, and I know that God's by faith is going to... Uh, you know, uh, I want to be careful here because you can't pray that, but don't get all tweaked out if you don't get that house, okay? Uh, because, or don't accuse somebody of not having enough faith because they didn't get that house. I don't want to get mixed up in any of this uh, prosperity-type preaching, okay? I just wanted you to know the reality and the power of God and how he can use a complete stranger and speak to that complete stranger about you and minister to you about something that's important in your life. And one of these days, maybe God can use you, speak to you to speak a word of encouragement to somebody else. And all I'm doing right now is encouraging you to be open to that. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be intimidated by it. Be open to it. Because God says, I want you to desire these things. And I want to reveal these things to you. That's God speaking to us. Let's believe him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God, that you will help this encourage, help this to increase our faith, to encourage our faith, to believe, Lord God, that we are not limited to this dimension of reality that we live in, Lord God, this dimension that we see, this dimension that we hear, this dimension that we feel. No, Lord God, there is an invisible spiritual dimension of the spirit, Lord God, that we can tap into, Lord, and that we, Lord God, can resource and that you want us to understand stand and that you want us, Lord God, to have access to. And I pray, Lord God, for for the people's sake, that you will help us, Lord God, to understand and to learn and to seek these things, that we may, Lord God, be a useful tool in the kingdom of God. If you're here this morning and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. If I were to die today or if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure if I would go to heaven. If that's you here this morning, you are not a Christian and you want to surrender your life to the Lord. That is the greatest miracle, surrendering your life to Jesus, receiving the gift of salvation. That is the best and the greatest and most wonderful, important miracle that a human being can receive. And if that's you this morning and you're present here, just lift up your hand and we will pray. Anyone at all says, Jerry, I am not a Christian, but today I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand right now and we will pray. Those of you that are watching online, if that's you here this morning and you want to surrender your 
your life to the Lord, I want you to say this prayer of repentance with me right now. Say this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I understand that I am a sinner. And Lord, I come before you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. And today, I receive the free gift of salvation that you offer to all mankind. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give glory to the Lord here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah.